When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Here We Go. It's the Steeler Show. It is May. The draft is over, but mini camps are getting ready to start. It's the rookie mini camp. So there's still so much to listen for and behind the still curtain.com, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your editorial BTSC that's behind the still curtain.com should be not only your one-stop shop, but your non-stop shop. So go ahead and check us at this is a very important time as the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting ready for their 2022 season. The schedule came out last night. That's really exciting. So lots of great things with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are going to be at Cincinnati, but playing Cincinnati week one for the first time ever. They have never done that. And that's something that was going to happen in 2022 as they take on the defending division champs and the defending AFC champs. And remember, BTSC is going to have everything for you. I am Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I am joined every week by the incomparable KT Smith, the coach with the most. What is going on, my friend? Hey, Brian. It's funny. You know, funny. I was listening to your introduction there, and, and uh, as uh, as you were talking, I was thinking it's really amazing how how well the NFL has done to turn itself into a 365 day a year league. It's incredible. They're there. We're in the middle of the uh, NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. And, and here, here's, here's football with the schedule release. And now the rookie mini camps. And we're just, we just came off of the draft and free agency. I mean, they're really incredible at how well they've, they've spaced out their off season so that you're just talking about football all around the calendar. And there's a lot of us here that are huge penguin fans. But if the Penguins were on tonight, and thank goodness they're not, we would have to be watching that in the background while we're doing our shows. In fact, they play a lot of Thursdays. And Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and I, when we're recording the preview, we are uh, cheering under our breath 
and in the messages because you know it's a it's something really exciting for us because we love the penguins but the steelers come first and even if we weren't responsible to do this for btsc i know you i know me steelers come first absolutely and and uh, i can't ever imagine having to watch a steelers game in the background while while doing something else first and foremost i mean i my sundays or mondays whenever they play are kind of arranged around those games so that i can i can not have to do anything while they're playing so i can give that my absolute concentration and you know the uh my wife is uh she my wife and family they know exactly what to do to how to plan and they plan for the Steeler games and they plan to have people at our house for the Steeler games. We make it a whole family thing. Yeah. So uh, it's funny when you marry a diehard fan, you, you marry, you marry the team as well, which is interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about the big thing. The Steelers, of course, you know, they're looking for a general manager right now. That is a big deal. They've had a lot of second interviews. That's something that's going to, to be happening soon but you and i were talking this is an important time of the year and it's that next step after the draft for the pittsburgh steelers what do they need to do kevin yeah this is incredibly important it, it's it's rookie minicamp weekend and and that's tremendously important for uh for the guys who are coming in it's not just it's not just their draft picks this weekend it's also undrafted rookie free agents uh, some some designated first year players and and then some tryout guys, some guys who have basically been extended an opportunity to come to camp and and try out with the Steelers and um, that's so for the guy so from the top for the guys who were drafted and the guys who we know will be on the roster and 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 will be expected to make an impact very soon. This is an incredibly important weekend because they're going to get the the playbook thrown at them especially Kenny Pickett. If you're, you're coming in as the number one pick and you're a quarterback and you're expected to be the guy at some point, well, that point, whenever that point is, will have an awful lot to do with how well you digest the playbook. And that process is going to start for Kenny Pickett this weekend because I'm sure that the Steelers are going to want to give him as much as, as he can handle as fast as he can. I think, well, I think that they'd be comfortable with – Mitch Trubisky winning the starting job and being their starter. I don't think that they'd be disappointed even a little bit if Kenny Pickett beat him out. And if Pickett's going to beat him out, it's going to be because it starts this weekend that, that he's going to be able to handle uh, the playbook, uh, how much they throw at him, how well he begins to see things that he's probably never seen before. Like some of the intricate coverage disguises that you get in the NFL that you probably don't get in college. So huge weekend for Kenny Pickett first and foremost yeah so that that means the future starts now if Pickett gets off to a great start and you know great starts usually I mean you don't always go backwards from a great start you know other players have but a quarterback usually it takes them time to get their footing but if they start off pretty hot then you've got to feel pretty good about that QB Kevin right I don't think you'll hear I mean you'll you'll hear some some accolades about all these guys uh, after the mini camp, you're going to hear things about how great Pickett looked throwing the ball and how fast Calvin Austin is and what a specimen uh, George Pickens looks like. And you're going to hear all that stuff. And, but that you're going to hear that stuff from all 32 NFL teams. The things you're not going to hear about 
and that we're really going to kind of have to wait and see as to uh, their development or is going to be the mental stuff. We're not going to know how much of the playbook Kenny Pickett is able to digest in his first few days. You know, we're not going to know about the learning curve of, of some of these other guys. We're probably not going to know. <clears throat> the thing that I would I would love to know, man, if I could be a fly on, on the uh, proverbial wall this weekend, the thing that I would love to know is how they're using Austin and, and Connor Hayward, who I think are two really interesting picks for the Matt Canada offense. So we, we won't get those details. We're going to get the accolades. We're going to get some boilerplate about their rookies and, you know, we're bringing them along slowly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, again, that doesn't mean that, that this isn't uh, an incredibly significant weekend. And, uh, and it's significant for the coaching staff too, which, which I'll get into in a minute. It absolutely is because everybody, whether you're a rookie coach for the Steelers, I mean, even though you're not a first time coach, but a guy like Brian Flores, the uh, guys coming in on the offensive line, the new Frisman Jackson, who's a new wide receiver coach, you know, they are slowly getting adjusted. They, now they're, they've been in the building and they're getting things started, but now this is the first time in the system with live players for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the culture will change and hopefully for the better from what they're used to, but it's going to be really interesting for everybody to get started because when you get new toys, those new toys, you've got to break them in the right way because you know, whether it's a tool, whether it's a toy, something that you haven't used before, then you've got to find the right way to, to use it. You know, I had a, I, I got a new kitchen toy the other day. My wife gave me a mandolin to cut potatoes with, and I did it for Mother's Day. So I was all excited to cook Mother's Day dinner for my wife. And next thing you know, I'm using it wrong, and I'm missing half of my thumb now, Kevin. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. I apologize. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it is painful, but it was just dumb. You know, it was, it was just dumb, and I lost a good bit on the side. It's going to grow back, but it wasn't one you could go get stitches. So... It just was lopped straight off. So with that being said, when you're talking about the Steelers players and the Steelers coaches, you've got to know how to work a George Pickens differently than you're going to work a Calvin Austin differently than you work a Juju Smith-Schuster. You're going to have to decipher between the two quarterbacks that you just picked up. And you also have a new quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. The only incumbent is... I was going to call him Landry Jones, <laughs> Mason Rudolph. I, I want to put that on, on Mason. I, I apologize there. I really want Landry was, a, was good for his role here. So I, I'm not ripping. I'm just having fun. But what I'm saying here is you've got two new quarterbacks. Do you treat them differently in minicamp? Do you treat them differently towards their skills? Do you treat them as one that's fighting for a third spot and one that's fighting for a first spot or you're, they're just rookie quarterback a and rookie quarterback B Kevin. Right. So it'd be very interesting uh, regarding the quarterbacks Two two things. One, first of all, there's the question of the competition. I, I believe it's an open competition. I believe they brought Trubisky in with the notion that, that he would be the starter, but that I also think that they, that they understand that if, if Mason Rudolph is the best quarterback in camp, then I don't think that they would would hesitate to, to make him the starter. I, I don't think that they know. I think they have preferences, but I don't think that they know right now who their starter is going to be. But the challenge now for the coaching staff will be 
moving forward beyond this weekend's mini camp, when, when everybody's here, you get into the OTAs. The challenge will be, can they get three quarterbacks enough reps for it to be a fair competition and it for, for it to be a competition that reveals the information they need to know about each one of them? It's hard to get three quarterbacks reps in any kind of structured situation. There just isn't enough practice times and the collective bargaining agreement has some very strict rules on how many practices you're allowed to have and what you're allowed to do at them. So to have an open competition with three quarterbacks, it will be a challenge for the Steelers. And it's going to require Canada to really script well and manage the heck out of, out of his time. I mean, he's got to know exactly what he wants each quarterback to do uh, what he needs to see from each one of them. And he's going to have to be incredibly organized with his practice time. This is a lot of the unseen stuff. I think that fans maybe don't realize uh, as far as like what coaches have to do. Uh, Matt Canada, when, when the Steelers get to OTAs, is going to have to know exactly what he wants to do in every single period of every single practice, who he wants to see it from, and what they're capable of. That, that's why this is a big weekend. It's a big weekend because he can't waste time in OTAs. He needs to know right now, what can Kenny Pickett do? What can he handle? If Kenny Pickett shows him that he's got a really good grasp of the playbook, because this weekend's all about the playbook for Pickett. It's, it's not as much about, you know, recognizing defenses and all those things. It's, can you, can you get in the huddle and run the offense? Um, and if Pickett shows that he can, then that will invite Canada to give him a bigger role when they get to OTAs, uh, and, which is interesting. The other, the other part of the equation, which I'll mention briefly, is so you've got seventh-round uh, pick uh, Chris Olakadun, um, who is you know right now he's the fourth quarterback, and and I think you know okay in this mo- in this moment he's another guy, but what if he shows that he's a lot more capable than maybe? expectations would indicate maybe maybe he really opened some eyes and 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 there's some you know there's some conversation about like he could be the third guy and 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 so now that may actually make Canada's job easier because the Steelers might at that point say maybe we don't need Mason Rudolph you know maybe maybe it becomes a competition between Pickett and Trubisky uh and and we really divvy up the reps just between those two guys so the Steelers, by Monday morning, when, when this all is all wrapped up, uh, the Steelers are going to have a, a heck of a lot of information that they don't have just yet. And that information is going to be very instructive as they move forward in their offseason. All right. So I want to continue with the quarterbacks when we get back from break. And I have got a question that is going to make Kevin Smith, the coach, more uncomfortable than Kevin Smith the BTSC personality and the fan. So we're going, you're not going to want to miss that. We will be right back after this on behind the steel curtain.com. It's here we go. The Steelers show. Welcome back to Here We Go, the Steelers show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. His name is Kevin Thatcher Smith. And we are here now to talk about what the Steelers need to do and how critical it is this point forward 
this phase of their season for success in 2022. Kevin, we've been talking about the quarterbacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially the two guys coming in from minicamp, Kenny Pickett and Chris Oladokun. And it's going to be very interesting with these guys and how they're going to go ahead and approach these guys. And you just talked about that a little bit ago before the break on how they're going to approach them as just getting them started. Now, here's something you said. You mentioned that this is an open competition, but deep down, if you're the coach of the Steelers, the front office of the Steelers, if Mason Rudolph wins this job, are you devastated and do you feel screwed? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I, I kind of do. I, I, I think I said this on last week's show. The, the Steelers have not publicly embraced or endorsed Mason Rudolph at all since Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement, even though they had two and a half months to do it before free agency started. And then on the first day of free agency, they went out and they got the best free agent quarterback, you know, for their money on the market. And then on the first day of the draft, they spent their top pick on the first quarterback taken off off the board. I mean, all of those signs indicate that they are prepared to either move on from Mason Rudolph or at least name somebody else as the starter. So if Rudolph balls out, I guess you could say it's a, it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem because you've committed uh, a decent amount of money to Trubisky and you've made Pickett your number one pick. And, and now suddenly you're like, well, the guy we weren't counting on and the guy that we made, you know, very, very extensive plans to replace is, is our starter. That's, that's, I, I don't think that they want that outcome. I really don't. I would not think they would, because here's the thing. If he, the only great thing about if he balls out, it means that he is very tradable at that point, because that would just take all the plans. If the other three fail, if the other three fail and you have to go with Mason Rudolph, then you just lost, not just lost. You just destroyed the off season and the next couple of years, Kevin. Right. That's a good point. And in order for the Steelers to wind up in some sort of scenario where he is the starter, he's got to win the competition by so much. Like it has to be not even a question uh, about how how much he outperformed the others, because you have to understand, too, he's got a huge advantage going in, in that he's played under in Canada's system. Uh, for a year and he's worked with Canada for two years while Trubisky and Pickett ha- have no experience with Matt Canada. So, so they're starting from scratch and, and he's uh, obviously got a lot of experience. So, so he should be ahead of everybody. And, 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 and therefore if it's even remotely close logic su- uh, suggests that they will, that they'll go with one of the other guys and not him. Because if Mitch Trubisky wins the job, that means that your rookie is just going through growing pains and has a lot to uh, get. He needs to season. But if Mitch Trubisky does plays well, but Kenny Pickett beats him, then you've got an awesome problem. Right. Yeah, I think that that's that, that's their 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 best case scenario is that uh, Trubisky does enough to be the starter, but Pickett looks good enough for them to feel very confident about, about where he is for him to be the number two. And then to maybe say, 
hey, let's give him a little a little bit of time and, and let's work him in when he's ready so that they don't have to rush him in. Uh, and that if that's not if, that, if it doesn't go down like that, then obviously the alternative they'd hope for is, well, darn, Kenny Pickett is everything we thought he was going to be and then some and he's ready and let's go. The proverbial bag of chips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I prefer combos or pretzels, but, uh, you know, if you give me grandma Ots, the, those, those are pretty good. So that's a uh, solid uh, chip for sure. Yeah, that, that yeah. is a solid yeah. chip. I, I think we can do an entire show on chips <laughs> Yeah, I, and yeah. I'm not talking about Eric Estrada. I'm not talking yeah. about that show, which I'm sure we can do a whole show on that one too. But one uh, last, one last quarterback question here. We might have talked about this. I might have talked about it on some show. I believe that Chris Oladokun was brought in for two reasons. One reason, because the Steelers needed to bring another quarterback. And as Dave Schofield always attests, if you are brought in as a seventh round pick, you are an undrafted free agent that you want to protect, that you want to make sure that you get. So that's the first reason I think he was brought in. The second reason I thought he was brought in I thought he was brought in with the thought that Mason Rudolph is either going to be moved or they could stash Chris O on the practice squad and not have to bring up a guy when they're playing teams like the Ravens to emulate uh, Emily, excuse me, emulate Lamar Jackson, because that's something we've seen. We saw them when they were playing, uh, when they were playing the Cowboys, when they, when they're playing, a mobile quarterback, the Steelers like to bring in a guy for a week to be on the practice squad to be that that running quarterback. And I think that Chris O, if he's there, he can be that guy. He could compete for a job and compete for that third string job and to eventually get it and show off his resume for the Steelers going forward. But he could also be that guy so they don't have to do any moving around throughout the year. Right. That's a good point. It's very hard to replicate the speed at which uh, opposing offenses or defenses do certain things in scout team when you're using your own guys and, and it's a different type of system. Uh, I'll just give you an example with our high school team. And again, I know I'm only talking about high school football, but um, when we, when you're using scout team guys in high school, the drop off from your starters is significant. You're you're talking about on a typical high school team. If you got 50 guys on the team, you might have half of those guys might be real varsity ready guys. You might have 25 varsity ready guys, and then you got JV guys. And a lot of times, it's those JV guys who wind up running your scout team. So so if you go play a really fast team, and you've got JV kids. Uh, running the scout team, the look you get from them is nowhere near the look that you get in the game. So, so we do all sorts of creative things uh, to try to to try to increase the speed advantage. Uh, we'll we'll put like for example on defense. Sometimes we'll put twelve guys on the on the scout team defense just so they're they're getting to the ball faster because they have an extra guy. We don't even worry about the blocking assignments. It's just more about the, the speed at which we need to execute. Uh, sometimes we'll we'll actually with with the receivers we'll actually move them up if the, it's a scout team receiver. They're actually aligned like two yards off sides uh, because. We need them to be as fast as we can to collapse our, our our cornerback's cushion so that he's got to get out of his backpedal immediately and turn and run. Uh, when we when we kick off, we'll put the kickoff team 
uh, up across the 50 yard line and, and let them, you know, get, get on our guys immediately. So that you got to create an urgency. And, and, and I think the same thing's true in the NFL, the disparity in talent between the elite players and the, the so-called practice squad guys is significant. And, and whatever advantage you can create is uh, by replicating your opponent is, is going to be advantageous in the game. And so if Chris O, and I like that we're calling him Chris O because I already butchered his name once, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if he can be that, then he's a valuable asset. Yeah, I I'm the first one to call him Chris. So I'm sure I'm not the first one, but I'm the first one that I've heard me say it because I'm just like I'm getting lazy because I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. You do need to go back to uh, check out Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts last week when they had Chris Olodokun. I think that's what it is. I, I'll have to listen to it again because it was a great show when they had him. And hats off to those guys for scoring a Steelers seventh round pick right after the draft. So uh, you got to love it. The BTSC had an exclusive just like that. And those guys, I'm the podcast producer, but those guys did it on their own. So, you know, they're making me look good when they do stuff like that. But you have to check out that show to find out more about Chris O, but maybe to pronounce his name as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great job by those guys. They hustled. You know, hey, now that we're speaking about of quarterbacks, you know, one thing about this weekend with the um, with the mini camp is that you've got these tryout guys, and and I think the reaction that a lot of us have is like, okay, well that's nice. You got a tryout, you get a good story to tell your grandkids. You know, hey, I got to try out with the Steelers, but um, but it it can be more than that. I mean, I, I'll just I'll just give you a quick list. I was I was looking some stuff up before before the show. Uh, Henry Mondo. Uh, Tazar Skipper and the infamous, uh, I shouldn't call him infamous, the famous legend, uh, Devlin, Duck, Devlin Duck Hodges, right? They're, they were all tryout guys who were, who were invited to come to this, this mini camp and, and, and wound up uh, earning their way onto a, an active roster and actually played in, in games. So, so this is, this is also an opportunity uh, to find some hidden gems in there. I mean, the, the Steelers have, have uh, like 16 of these tryout guys. And, uh, and I, you know, I mean, I, I got a list of their names in front of me and I guarantee neither you nor I have really heard of any of them, but who knows? We wanted, you know, six months from now, we might be talking about one of these guys on an active roster. Absolutely. And we might be talking about a duck Hodges starting and he was for maybe a six week stretch. He was a, a little superstar. I mean, people, I mean, the ballad of duck Hodges, people were talking about this guy the duck calls it was just like they were buying his shirts i mean i have his jersey <laughs> i actually have that i know uh shannon white still wears a uh, a duck shirt you know i mean it was an exciting thing now if you were the btsc in may of 2019 you knew all about him because we were a lot smaller back then i know you were involved but not to this to the uh extent that you are now and we were looking for, I mean, we had article quotas and we're trying to figure out what to do. And we paid a lot of attention to Tuzar Skipper and Duck Hodges that year just because we needed something else to write about. And when the time came, we knew everything about him. We knew all about him being the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy winner at Samford. You know, and Chris Oladukun played at, uh, he took over for him at Samford on, on one of his, uh, 
on one of his runs in college. You know, he was the next guy in, you know, so it's it's really interesting about that guy. And I can even tell you guys come out of those tryouts. I know they have for other teams. I remember week five when we had to see Duck Hodges come in and I had a buddy who's a Broncos fan. He texted me and said, could you please tell me what a Duck Hodges is or what a <laughs> Devlin Hodges is? You know, I mean, but that's that's the thing. These guys, they're they've got hopes and dreams and they get that chance. And who knows what could happen? Yeah, it, it's one of the most exciting things because this is the you know an opportunity to realize uh, a lifelong dream. Uh, it's pretty competitive, too. I'll tell you a quick story. A, a good friend of mine, a guy, a guy I grew up with um, who went who went to, to Lafayette College in, in Pennsylvania and set a bunch of their their receiving records. He wound up getting a, a, a tryout with the Eagles and he went to one of these um, to these rookie camps and, and he was that rookie camp. And uh, he's got some funny stories about Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was on the Eagles at the time and about 91. Uh, uh, yeah, right around there. And what a character he was. But but the thing I remember the most about him talking about his his time with the, the Eagles was he was in in a huddle, uh, at, you know, at at rookie camp and they were running some stuff and. They called a route in the huddle and he wasn't positive of, about what his route was. And he kind of he, he he leaned over and he asked another receiver in the huddle and the other receiver told him and he went out there and he ran the route. When he came back to the huddle, the quarterback ripped him for running the wrong route. And like the light bulb went on and he was like, oh, my God, that guy, that dude told me the wrong route. Uh, you know, like these guys are competing against each other. Yeah. And, uh, and he wasn't there to he wasn't there to like help you out. I mean, he was like this was his dream too. And, and his dream meant that unfortunately somebody else's dream wasn't going to get realized that he was going to get where he was. So he, 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 there's like, there, there are great stories that emerge from this, but man, this is a hyper competitive environment for these young men. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, when cuts come and even if it's your buddy, you're, you're upset that they've got a red tag in their locker. I always say that just because of, uh, just because of major league, but you get upset when the coach says, come and, you know, we need to get your playbook. Or if you watch young rock, which is a great show, by the way, uh, Dwayne Johnson's talking about how they would come in, in Calgary with the uh, CFL, the coach would come and do the pinch. And it was just like this little light pinch on the back of their shirt, which means coach needs to see you. So, I mean, when that happens, you feel bad because that's your buddy. That could be your roommate. That's, that could be your pal, but you're glad it's not you because you're there for the same dreams. Yeah. I, I just think like these guys uh, understand that not only, not only do they need everything to go right this, this weekend for them, they need everything to go right in other areas too, which often means other people's misfortune. So so there, you know, none of, none of these guys are going to make the roster outright on their own merits because they're such long shots, but they're probably going to need an injury somewhere or, you know, something not going right with another, a more veteran player somewhere to open up an opportunity. So, so it really is when you get into kind of like the emotional side of it, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, heartwarming stories and heartbreaking stories altogether. Kurt Warner just had a movie made about him. And if Trent Green doesn't get hurt, that movie's never made. Right. Absolutely. He's still stocking shelves somewhere. Yeah. You know, how about that? So 
who's the other group? What's the other position group that really needs to show out this weekend? Who has the most pressure on them if you're a rookie coming in? And that includes undrafted free agents. Right. Well, I don't know if they're, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily pressure, but, but the Steelers do need help in certain areas. And I think one area, because of the nature of the minicamp with no pads on, one area where the Steelers could use some depth and where you have an opportunity to really show out at a minicamp is, is in the defensive backfield. And the Steelers have four or five uh, corners coming in. They, you know, they didn't draft any. And they've got four or five guys that they've either uh, signed as undrafted guys or, or as these invites. And, and I think they probably have an opportunity for, for you know, one or, one or two of those guys to really show out and, and, and kind of make a name for themselves. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't again, I'm not I'm not that familiar with with uh, the guys that, that, that they have signed. I, I know I, I did. I did read a little bit about a kid named Chris Steele from USC. Oh, who's a corner. Yeah, you know, and he's a he's a big guy, uh, you know, six foot and 195 pounds. And and he's got all the attributes that you would look for. And and people wonder, all right, well, why didn't he why didn't he get drafted? But it seems like, um, you know, he struggled a little bit with with concepts and and maybe with the playbook a little bit. And uh, and that's that's an area where, you know, hey, you get in, you get in with the, the Steelers and, and you get coaches who can really teach the system and maybe they have a thing they're looking for. And, and they get this kid to be able to sort of execute a few things specifically really, really well. And, and he might stick. That's why I was saying earlier in the show, it's a big weekend for the coaching staff because they've got a really, uh, you know, they all, they've all, they've been spending the whole off season with this vision. All right. What's this team going to look like? And now's their first opportunity to start to, to put that together. And they've got to be able to teach their stuff really, really well. If they want any kind of contributions from these young guys, especially the drafted rookies, then they've got to be able to bring them along quickly. Right. Like, I mean, Matt Canada has to be able to get Kenny Pickett and Calvin Austin and Connor Hayward and, George Pickens. Those are his four guys. He's got to be able to get those guys into the, not, not just into the right roles, but to understand specifically, you know, what they're expected to do in those roles and to get them to, to be able to understand his system. So while a lot of it falls on, on the, on the players themselves to study and do the work, uh, it's also, you know, on the coach to be the teacher and the communicator. Coaching is teaching. Uh, you, you are teaching football. And if you're not a good teacher, then, you know, the, 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 your students are going to struggle. One of the things I read about Trubisky was that Matt Nagy, who was his head coach and offensive coordinator in Chicago, was not a good teacher. That Matt Nagy was a screamer and a yeller and a guy who expected people to know things but wasn't necessarily great at, at helping them understand or, or helping them get to where they needed to be. So, so Matt Canada's got, you know, he's got to go in, he's going into the classroom this weekend and he's got to be a great teacher if he wants the results. Wow, that's that's fantastic. That's something to look for. Now, what does Kevin Smith have his eye on this weekend? If we get the technology, the uh, scientific technology to make you that fly in a wall just for the weekend, where are you going to be buzzing? Well, I'm, I'm just so interested in, in, in Canada and what he's doing and, and what's his offense going to look like. Again, we're not going to get the full boat this weekend. These are we're, you're going to, they're going to get the basics. You know, they're going to get uh, terminology. You know, what are our, what are our play calls? Where do we line up in this set? Where do we line up in that set? I mean, this is really re- going to be remedial. Um, 
but I, I but still I'm, I'm interested in, in you know where do they put Austin is Austin going to line up outside where he played mostly in college or is he going to line up in the slot where a lot of us expect him to play what, what are they going to do with Hayward is he going to look more like a traditional uh, tight end which he's listed as on the roster or is he going to be more of the H-back type off the ball and motioning and moving all over the place I mean how much are they going to throw uh, at those guys because those guys are going to be really interesting and then of course George Pickens uh, you know will who be will he exclusively be outside or are they going to mess around with him in the slot as well so I would love to really see what Canada's vision for his his newest pieces uh, really is I agree with that, and I'm going to add one guy to that list. Man, I am looking for any news I can get on Matteo Durant. I am excited about this kid from Duke. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be, uh, if the Steelers were looking for that maybe third down back, change of pace guy, he seems to fit that that mold. So I cannot wait. I, I'm so excited for news coming out of minicamp, Kevin, and we're going to have it here on BTSC anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. And if you like to read about the Steelers, you check out BTSC, whether it's reading or listening, we've got it all right here. Kevin, thanks so much. We appreciate your time. Also, just going to let you know, make sure you go back to check the preview out from last night. That's where we have our immediate reactions from the Pittsburgh Steelers 2022 schedule. And we're going to go ahead and break that down as well. Yes, the Steelers are starting on the road again, but eh, who cares? They're pretty good when they're on the road to start a season unless they're in New England. And that's not going to happen, Kevin. Nope. I mean, I'm a big uh, our, 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 our motto for our high school program is find a way. Uh, don't make excuses. Just figure it out. So that's that's what they got to do. I mean, you could you can moan about it all you want, but this is your reality. So find a way, figure it out. Let's go knock off Cincinnati in week one. Man, I like the fact that you get that first one out of the way and then you're a little more even the rest of the way. Then you're eight and eight as far. I'm not talking about a record, but eight home and eight away. And that ninth away game is gone. Yeah, I, I just I think that the schedule is pretty favorable to the Steelers this year and especially the travel element. So I'm excited to see how that all plays out. I can't wait. So keep it right here for Kevin Smith. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. We ask you to do three things as always be safe. Number two, be true to yourself. And number three, always be behind the steel curtain and keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids. All right, Kevin, Brian, we out.